0: All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. One of those issues is finding motivated sellers. Yes, this is probably the number one problem that I hear. Dave, how do I locate motivated sellers so I can wholesale properties for huge profits? Well, not to worry. One of my favorite ways to locate motivated sellers is by driving for dollars. When I drive for dollars and I do it several times a week, I like using the Deal Machine app. Why? Because it's my favorite app and it makes driving for dollars super easy and fun. How does it work, you're probably asking. Well, as you're driving around looking for properties that are distressed, like for example, tall grass, broken or boarded up windows in need of major landscaping, broken down cars in the driveway, tarps on the roof, or just roofs that look really old, gutters falling off, paint chipping away or peeling or anything else that would lead you to believe that the house or the seller is distressed. This app helps you keep track of the addresses so you can plot several of these properties from your phone all while driving. Furthermore, this app has the ability to send direct mail to these property owners and you can even skip trace these owners in real time and call and text them while you are in front of their property. I absolutely love this app, and I use it several times a week. Check it out for yourself. Go to Deal Machine in the App Store and download it. They offer a 14-day free trial, but don't forget to use the promo code DPI, and you will get up to $40 worth of free script tracing and mail credits again use promo code dpi and go download this today you will not regret it i absolutely love it
1: welcome to the discount property investor podcast where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in.
0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor podcast. Mike, how are you doing
1: today, bud? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's a beautiful day here in St. Louis. Nothing to complain about, Yeah, the weather has been nice. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, just got through a little heat wave, so... Anything under 100 degrees feels great. Absolutely. <laughs> How about man. yourself, man? How you doing? I'm
0: doing good, man. I'm doing really good. Good. Life, life is good. Can't complain. Yeah. Business is
1: going good here. Business is uh, great. We're, we're crazy busy guys. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, are, our heads are spinning all the time, it seems like. And that's one of the things I think in our business we need to work on. Yeah. So it's one of the things we, Dave and I, we went to a training uh, last week and uh, we know it's something we need to work on, so. You went to 30. one
0: just a couple of days ago, too, right? I did,
1: I did. I went to another one, uh, just a kind of a beginner's wholesaler boot camp. Okay, hey, uh, it's really always just, good
0: to pick up some new yeah, tips.
1: just to network and see what the see what the guys are talking about, so. Was that a big crowd? Yeah, it was a pretty good crowd, about 100 people. Wow, so. that's a real big crowd. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun. That's awesome,
0: yeah, that's man. awesome. Well, Mike, what are we talking about
1: today, man? Today, we are gonna talk about what it takes To be a good wholesaler or what makes a good wholesaler. So basically kind of the personality type of someone that's going to be successful in this business. Okay. And uh, I think there's, there's no real right answer. And I really do believe that anyone out there can wholesale.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: It's just whether or not you're going to enjoy it or not. I think that's kind of the... The main dilemma, or the difference between these things. So, please don't use any of this as like we're saying that this type of person can't wholesale because I really, truly believe anyone can. Because my personal experience is, I'm not the sales type. I'm not the um, extrovert. I'm much more introverted. Uh, but I still, I think I'm a pretty decent wholesaler when it comes down to it. Sure. So I think
0: you are too. Well, think you. you're a great wholesaler. Yeah. So
1: when it comes So again, like I'm saying, I don't think that any of these things necessarily exclude someone from being able to wholesale. Anyways, so what type of personality is going to be the best at wholesaling? My opinion, you think of somebody who is able to talk to anyone, I think they're going to be a better wholesaler. Right. You can't be Uh, shy in this business. Right. And then you've also got to have somebody who is a doer. So one of the biggest problems in wholesaling, at least that I think we experience, is people who want to wholesale, so they're ready to take action, but that's where they're at, and they <laughs> stop. No at, action has been taken. They stop at ready to take action, because right. I hear it all the time uh, that I'm going to do this. Or longer. I
0: bought this course, mm-hmm. and then I bought this course, and I went to this seminar, but you haven't done anything. Right. You're and just I'm, educating yourself, and you're just kind of stuck in that whole analysis paralysis phase. And. Do something. Get some banded signs out there. Put some mail out there. Do something. Right. So Call you, people
1: on Craigslist. You think? For, for heaven's sakes, you know? you think about two different kinds of kids? You know, like one is gonna go out there and like walk around the playground and maybe go on the swing a couple times, and the other one who's just jumping in the mud and sliding down the slide head first. breaking his leg. Yeah, that's the whole. That's <laughs> the wholesaler, I think. You know, totally. I mean, he's definitely more the the. Uh, the yeah, go, you got. You got to go be a mo-
0: motivated. Mo- motivation, I think, is is key. this topic here you have to be motivated you know this is this is truly a business where you eat what you kill you know very few times in the beginning I should say I want to make sure I make this make this clear in the beginning very few times you're gonna stumble across a deal now if you do enough marketing you do enough um, you know you, you Essentially, you do enough marketing, and you get your name out there enough, then you're gonna stumble into deals. Me and Mike stumble into deals weekly.
1: I'll be honest; that's how I've had my success in wholesaling. Honestly, is by stumbling into deals. Stumbling into deals, but you do it's, enough marketing. But it's because you're you've done stum- enough marketing, though. you're gonna stumble into right.
0: Absolutely, and that's the point. Though I was on a call with um, my buddy Joe, who does a um, he does like an an eight week um, coaching program for new wholesalers and new lease option wholesalers and he had me on the call just to kind of talk about some of my success and I told you know his new students I said listen guys I go you're not going to stumble into a deal if you haven't sent a single letter but if you're sending out five you know hundred a thousand letters a week you're gonna stumble into deals you're gonna fall into deals because you have so much marketing going out. Now, not every deal you're going to fall into, but let's say that you do 10 deals. Well, maybe on that 11th deal, somebody's just going to call you up and say, hey, I don't even care what your offer is. I got to get rid of this house tomorrow. Come out and look at it and make me an offer on it, you know? So yeah, it's absolutely true. Definitely going to stumble into them.
1: Yeah. And again, when you're new, if you're too timid to answer the phone you're not gonna stumble into the deal. Either. <laughs> right. So that's that whole personality yeah, type. You yourself, have to, um, you have to be a little bit more outgoing. If you're an introvert like myself, right. You have to be ready to get outside yourself. It's it's staying in the uncomfortable zone or whatever it's called. Like uh, you know what I'm trying to say? I do, get, I think exactly com- what you're get saying. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Like you have to push your your comfort level uh, further to improve yourself. So again, <sighs> totally. if you've never wholesaled before it's gonna be confusing and it could be scary. It's like, oh shoot, I'm, I'm buying a house. Like, that's a big deal well, to a lot of people. Buying and selling a house is a big deal. Uh, to us, again, we do a lot of deals. I think we bought five,
0: four or five houses last week.
1: Right, we bought four, yeah, more than that. Maybe five. Yeah, Yeah. we bought a lot of houses. So, and then in the past year, I mean, how many deals have we done, wholesale deals? We've done like over a hundred and something. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's 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 not a big deal for us but you have to recognize that it can be a big deal. And in, in yourself, just think of it as less of a big deal. Right. Step outside your comfort zone. Again, that's uh, the kind of the point here. So personality types, again, I think it's just somebody who's gonna be a little bit more outgoing and an action taker. I don't know if that's really a definition of a, a personality type, but it is definitely oh, yeah, the, the is. qualities Absolutely. or whatever it's that i for. Gotta be an action for. taker, totally. Yeah, so again, and if you aren't, like I said, just put on that hat, put on the doer hat when you're in your wholesaling mindset and put on the uh, the action taker hat when you're working on your wholesale business don't put on the thinking about it and gathering information uh, that that doesn't do you any good i mean again you you do have to learn a little bit but you do have to go out there and do things and you have to learn from your mistakes i mean it's it's all part of of the business
0: absolutely so couldn't have say it better myself
1: yes yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh... the motivation then and how you stay motivated because um, I would say that wholesaling is basically, or very similar to a sales job. I mean, right, we're buying it, that's basically selling the uh, seller that your price is right, essentially, Mm -hmm. and then you're selling a property and finding a buyer that, again, agrees that- Right, so you guys have heard us say this a hundred times, but you're in the marketing business as a wholesaler.
0: Real estate is your product, but essentially you are in the marketing business. So you're marketing out to motivated sellers, And then once you have these properties either under contract or purchase, then you're marketing these properties to be sold. But at the end of the day, you still have to sell. You have to sell yourself and your business that you're capable and have the capacity to buy these homes. And then you have to sell these properties to your cash buyers, investors, landlords, rehabbers, so on and so forth. So, you know, having the ability to sell is very, very important. Absolutely, couldn't agree more with you, Mike. Yeah.
1: So, and the ability to sell is super important. So, motivation, though, right? Motivation. Move into a little bit about motivation. What Um, keeps you motivated, Mike? I know it motivates me. That's money. Money, man. That's the number one driver. So, I've got some money. Personal story. Before I kind of get into, um, well, well, we'll start there. So, one of the things that helps keep me motivated is setting goals. So, I know you do this, Dave. We, as a business, do it. We set goals for. Uh, several years out and then quarterly goals as well we call them rocks around here right so we each have our rocks and those are basically hey don't forget you've got to do this the other guys are going to make sure that you do that so i would say set goals for yourself it's extremely important but then when you hit those goals provide yourself some sort of incentive for that or you know give yourself and celebrate the victories absolutely absolutely even a two thousand dollar wholesale if it's your first one Take your wife out. Take your girlfriend out for a fancy dinner. Right. You know. I mean, we don't. just
0: did a wholesale deal for twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Took a whole year. Yeah, we it was the last episode, yeah. right?
1: Yep, yeah. yeah. uh, two episodes back. Now, two episodes back. Yeah.
0: I I celebrated. We went out and got a good dinner. Hell yeah, man.
1: Yeah. Hey. Celebrate your victories. Hey. I, absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah. Personal story about me. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Uh, Dave, you know the whole story. So hey, i I was driving and my car. Uh, someone uh fender bender, somebody hit me, mm. and the vehicle was essentially, they totaled it out. So instead of being able to just repair, because I didn't want to get a new car, it was a great little car for running appointments and everything, I didn't want a new one. Uh, but my wife, it was I was kind of driving her car, so she wants a new car, we went out and bought a brand new car, we had to order it. And it's actually gonna take about 16 weeks to get here. So I purchased a $2,000, uh, basically, uh, nineteen ninety nine Toyota Camry. It's not a bad car. It's not a bad car.
0: Two grand, two grand. Not it's not a, a nice car. car, though. Yeah, so but it gets you around. Man. There's
1: rust on it. Uh, it's, it's clean. It's basically yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post a picture in the right. on, in the show right. notes. So again, it's a great car. There's nothing wrong with it. My point is, it's a ninety nine Camry. It's two thousand seventeen. This thing's almost twenty years old. I can afford a much nicer car than that. I could go get another car. But being in that car reminds me that I need to work harder. Like to me- Such a a great point. To me, a 2000 car is like a throwaway car. And I say that and I realize how bad that sounds to some people and just in general. But to me, a $2,000 throwaway car, I would rather have gone out and bought a $10,000 throwaway car. You know, like (laughs) go buy a a brand new Yaris or something. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. So just remember that no matter where you're at, you've got to raise your standard of living for yourself and your family. Uh, a lot of people find the, that family is like the biggest motivation is providing for their children. So, again, wherever you're at in your life, um, I think it's important to have something that reminds you to work harder, to stay motivated, to stay that's, on task. That's a great point. So, again, that car to me, I honestly, I don't even know if I want to trade it in because, I, again, I enjoy driving it because it reminds me, hey, man, this is, this is how some people live. Like, you've got to hustle hard or you can end up here again, too. Like, you can end up with this is the best it's going to get for you. So, I don't know, again, that was just my personal uh, little motivation and it it reminds me to get out there and to work harder every day, Mm -hmm. is that, uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. What motivates me,
0: I like to build businesses, you know, and, and I obviously like to make money. And what motivates me is just helping people, you know. So, obviously, building my business, making money, those are kind of side effects of me being out in the field, meeting motivated sellers, that you know they're oftentimes they're in an ugly situation sometimes the house is ugly too but usually it's the situation that's ugly you know they're going through a divorce somebody had recently passed away they're in foreclosure so on so forth lots of reasons that they could be motivated and I can come to them with a solution and I can say hey you know I'm, I'm here to help you know and like I've said in previous podcast episodes, you know, I'm an investor, I can't pay you a full price for this. However, I can take this problem off your back. And to me, it's really rewarding to be able to go out and do that. And then on the flip side, find a landlord, rehabber, whoever, investor, that's looking for their next project that can get it at 20 or 30% off. And then provide them with value. So it's like it's such a win-win-win. And the side effect of that is that I can make money. So it's just like that to me, it just
1: motivates the hell out of me. I always find it funny because, like you said, you find that buyer and they're excited about the 20%, 30% discount that they're getting on it. Absolutely. Even if you but, can make 20000 But the funny part is... Is how many people are like that's not a deal. Like you'll get some, you'll get plenty of buyers are going to tell you it's not a deal, and you're going to doubt yourself constantly. They want forty percent off. Right. Right. And all oh, your comps are too high, and all this stuff. So it's it's definitely yeah. You gotta you gotta keep it keep that in check that uh, you've got so different people telling you different things. Yeah. In you know?
0: this market though. Yeah. What's the date? August fifth, twenty seventeen. It's hot right now. It's really really hot. The market. And there's people that have crews that are doing tons of rehabs. And fortunately for us, they'll pay 90 cents on the dollar for a property just because they need to keep their crews busy. So it just kind of varies, too, by market, by market conditions, you know, lots of different factors. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, guys, so find that, your motivation. Figure out what motivates you and uh, run with it. Yeah. And I think
1: we covered it in, the, in uh, the first couple episodes. We didn't even mention that today. Uh, the first ten episodes, we we recommend you go back and check it out. Pretty sure we had a little bit on why, like finding your why, find your why, the why you want to Absolutely. wholesale. Absolutely, it's like episode that, that was a, four or five. Yeah, that was or six, a good episode. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's your your motivation. I mean, you really have to figure out personally to you what's going to motivate you. So true. So that's uh, yeah, definitely something to think about. So other things regarding like the personality of a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. Um, what about? I mean, I think you kind of talked about ethics a little bit. Is that you like to create win-win situations? Oh, I love creating win-win situations, and I think situations. that's really important because um, I mean, a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, you're you're ripping off grandmas," you know, or you're you're trying to steal people's houses. That's the perception that might be out there, right? And right. it's it's not really the case. Um, one of our friends says it the best: is that wholesalers provide liquidity to a market to an illiquid market. Jimmy, he I yeah. love that guy. He it's, says it all the time, but it is. He, it's
0: but it's. I didn't realize that that's, that's what true. we were doing, that's ex- until he mentioned it, but that's exactly what we're doing. Right. We provide liquidity to homeowners.
1: Yeah, so let's talk that's about awesome. that real quick. So liquidity, obviously, if you're not super fluid or familiar with like financial terminology, so cash is the most liquid asset you can hold because you can spend it right away in exchange for goods. Less liquid objects would be something like uh, gold coin or silver coin, although it's still technically- You can acidic. sell it, but you can't go to Walmart and buy a new pair of shoes right. with a gold coin. And gold and silver are considered a currency, so when you sell them, it's really just a currency exchange. So right. there's not really tax when you buy and sell them, which is kind of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So then next up, next investments that would be even less liquid would be like stocks because stocks are- um, I mean, obviously there's a value on it and there's, there's uh, exchanges set up, so you can trade them pretty quickly. Yeah. So you can convert them to cash quickly. Somewhat. It takes three or four days for it to clear, then you
0: got to transfer the money from your brokerage house to your bank account. But yeah, within a week. Right. Relatively quickly. Relatively. So they're less
1: liquid than the other two. And then housing or real estate is probably one of the least liquid mm-hmm. because it takes the longest time to convert that property into cash or spendable cash.
0: So true. So and oftentimes again, it can take
1: months and months. And right. Maybe, I mean, you think even, about typical, maybe even action, years, right? You got property, mm-hmm. just vacant property. It can mm-hmm. take years to sell that sometimes. Right. So again, wholesalers think about yourself as providing liquidity to an illiquid market. And it's definitely, uh, um, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's not ripping off old ladies. It is, uh, it is buying at a discount. I mean, and we're very clear with that is that, Hey, we're investors. We say this all the time on yeah. the phone too, is I'm an investor. I can't pay full price. Right. I can't pay full retail because I'm an investor. Like I just I won't I can't do it. It's my business. It's how we make money. Mm-hmm. So we have to buy at a discount. So again, it's it's full disclosure. You can make that very clear to your sellers. Totally. we bring the comps with us. We've talked about this in the past on the yeah, credit. Yeah, credibility packet. Great episode. Yeah, so we're bringing everything to the table. We're mm-hmm. never trying to deceive anyone, and you are trying to help people. And totally, when you think like that. You get that in there. It's it's definitely. I think it makes the whole ethical dilemma of what you're doing uh, disappear. It does. I don't even even see it as an ethical situation anymore.
0: Well, I'm gonna touch a little bit more on what you just said. You said full disclosure, and I pride myself on transparency. So I would rather the seller know every possibility of what could happen once I purchase that property. When I go out on, on an appointment with a seller, I literally will tell them, hey, I'm an investor. I can't pay you retail for this property because how would I make money to feed my family and pay my bills? Mm -hmm. So they're right there off the bat, that's transparency. I let them know that I am a cash buyer, I'm here to buy this property, but I have to be able to get a good deal on it, okay? Secondly, what I'll tell them is, like Mike had mentioned a minute ago with the credibility packets, I'll show them the comps and I'll say, hey, you know, we got a property for 160, 165, 170. So our after repair value is 165. You average those numbers, okay? And this property that I'm at, for example, you, Mr. and Mr. Seller, the property is very comparable to the comps that I brought. However, your property needs 60 grand worth of work or 60, let's say 65 grand worth of work for simple round numbers. So 165 minus the 65 puts you at 100,000. Now if I paid 100,000 for that property and I put 65 into it, I'd be interval for 165, but then I'd have holding costs, I'd have taxes, I'd have insurance, I'd have closing costs, I'd have what's called seller concessions, meaning once I, once I sold that property, the buyer's gonna come in with an inspector and pick it apart, and I'm gonna have to either give them money at closing or fix a bunch of stuff. So in that particular scenario, if I bought it for 165 and put 65 into it, I'd lose $15,000 on that deal, 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe less, maybe more. So I'll explain that, just like I explained it to you folks. I'll explain that to the seller. So in order for me to make even, I should rephrase. In order for me to even break even on this property, I can't pay you more than one penny over eighty-five grand. Now I'm not making any money at eighty-five grand. That's a break-even price. So you know I typically shoot for you know ten to fifteen thousand on a flip. Especially one that I'm spending sixty-five thousand yeah, dollars on. Probably look for a
1: little higher profit maybe, margin, even, maybe even twenty. And that's something you, you uh, I personally kind of avoid is how much money I'm making. But I'll just say, I'll I'll, tell I tell them, I just say I'm, I have to make a profit on. it. I tell them, like, I, I say, listen. A-
0: well, I say, why don't you put a hundred thousand dollar or a hundred sixty-five thousand into this mm-hmm. property? They don't have it, right? So I tell them, I say, listen, I'm here to make money, and maybe I won't tell them the exact figure, but I tell them I'm in this to make money, guys. I gotta feed my family and pay my bills. Mm-hmm. You know, so on and so forth. So, you know, my offer in my head is going to go from 85000 probably down to, you know, fifty-five or 60000 And I'm going to start low because they're going to counter and then we're going to meet somewhere in the middle. But to me, it's all about the transparency. And that's the ethics that I feel like I bring to the table when I'm on these appointments. Mm-hmm. Because I want them to know exactly what's going to happen. And then I take it one step further. And I say, listen, once I purchase your property, I may rehab it. I may just throw a sign in the yard and sell it, or I may email and text message out all my friends, aka investors, cash buyers, rehabbers, landlords, so on and so forth, and see if they're interested in the deal. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they want to partner with me on this deal, or maybe they want to just pay me to get the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll tell them that from day one, because that, cause th- this is why I tell them that. If I purchase their house, And let's say that I haven't even bought it yet. I just have it under contract for maybe 20 days. And then I'm marketing this property out and my virtual assistants, which we're gonna talk about in a second, um, you know, start posting this property on different websites. And then the seller all of a sudden sees that Mm -hmm. and they call me. They're like, why the hell is my property on Craigslist? And And I'll straight up tell them, I'll say, remember our conversation that we had at your kitchen table about me marketing this property out to my investor buyers? Well, I have a massive list, at least I think I do, a big list, I should say, of partners, investors, cash buyers, but there's tons of other investors out there that I don't know. And this is just another way for me to market this property. So then what I'll say is, I'm gonna buy this property regardless. Which is
1: true. Which is true. We do close on So it doesn't
0: matter if I'm going to market this property and you see that I'm marketing this property. All that matters is that we're gonna close on the date on the contract. As long as you show up and sign, you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. At know? the price
1: that we agreed to, that you thought was fair, Absolutely. that we think is fair.
0: So maybe I went on a little tangent mm-hmm. there about ethics. But my take, let me just sum it up. My take is full transparency. I'll tell people from the get-go. I'm going to look for a partner, but if that partner doesn't want to partner with me, meaning they don't want to joint venture and split the rehab and the purchase, and they just want to buy this property from me, they can't and I'll just sell them my interest
1: in it. Yeah, and there's plenty of ways to talk about that with the seller, too. So you can uh, go to the meeting and, or when you're talking with the seller, say, yeah, I, I mean, they ask you, what are you going to do with this property? You can say, I plan to resell it. Uh, 100%. I mean, again, and then, I'm not moving in here. Yeah. I already have a house. Right. So are you going to fix it up and are you going to put tenants in it <sighs> or are you going to flip it and be like, any one of those. Any one of those. Yeah, yeah. I could do anything with it. It really just depends.
0: Yeah, I try to stay away from, from giving them an exact scenario, because that sets yourself up for failure. So if you say, yeah, I'm going to fix it up and rent it, which maybe that's a great house to fix up and rent, but at the end of the day, it may not be you doing it. Maybe right. somebody else that you, you wholesaled it to or you partnered with. Well, that's so the other thing. So I like that you say
1: you give them multiple options. I do the exact same thing. Yeah, I plan to resell it, though. At some Absolutely. point. At some point. Don't and forget again, to say that. That's and, important. And And again, that's my... My quick answer. Dave talks a little longer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so i go going for hours. I, my appointments are much quicker. I mean, I I kind of get in, get out. I'm not I'm not there to, uh, you know, spend all day. That's right. Give the information, get the information, build a little rapport, uh, get it under contract if I can. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, how I do it. But uh, I forgot. I lost my train of thought.
0: It's all good. So what makes a good wholesaler, Mike? we got another topic here, don't yeah, we? Yeah. We've
1: got uh, some motivation. you got to be motivated, your personality type, ethics, and uh, basically somebody who's willing to continue to learn. A uh, book I'm reading right now, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, that's a uh, good book. I read that. Yes. Stephen Covey, right? Yep. His seventh habit is sharpen the saw. And I think that's exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about today is sharpening the saw and mm-hmm. continuing to get an education. So we know how to wholesale right like dave and i we we know how to wholesale uh, we help other people wholesale we teach them how to that we have to put a free course together for you guys last week i still signed up for a wholesaling workshop you
0: did and i mean the week again, before that me and you both went to a coaching training workshop
1: exactly so it's somebody who knows again you know what you know but you also realize that there's plenty of information out there that you don't know
0: one of my favorite quotes is the more you know the less the less you you know i think i have screwed that up but you know it's like but it makes, i don't know that quote but it makes sense though it's like the more you learn the more you realize that you know so much less about right. everything.
1: It's, I think it's something like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. You don't know, know yeah. yeah. There you go. Sometimes. Thanks, Mike. No you problem. screwed that one up, didn't
0: mm. I? But, uh, you know, that's that's a great point, though. So continue to further educate yourself, guys. One thing I do want to caution you on is, you know, if you, if you want to go out and you want to buy a course on wholesaling or a course on any topic, that's fantastic. You need to educate yourself. But don't get carried away buying six or eight or ten courses. Take action, guys, okay? We sell courses. So, again, I'm not telling you guys that the courses aren't great. Our courses are amazing. But you don't need to buy ten courses on wholesaling to start wholesaling. Buy one or two or whatever and just start doing what they tell you to do. Take action. That's, I think, the most important thing.
1: Right. In life, it's kind of like how do you uh, lose weight? I mean, there's no magic bullet formula out there. You diet and exercise, right? Diet and exercise. They're kind of like Period. wholesaling. There's no magic bullet. Get out there and take action, do some marketing, answer the phone, write offers. Getting get in front of the seller, write offers, I mean, absolutely. Again, there's a, there's a few more steps in it for sure. And really not a though,
0: more... it's a simple business. It's very simple.
1: Yeah. So again, just get out there, take action, but do continue to educate yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And if it's, you already know a lot about wholesaling, um, I would say that maybe you learn a little bit more about rental investments and tax strategies. And there's tons of things to learn about. Uh, and like i said, we, we keep doing it. We uh, sharpen the saw, so to speak. we we'll yeah. go back and learn about stuff we already know. Well, it also just
0: gives you, I didn't mean to interrupt, Mike, mm-hmm. go ahead. It, it, it also gives you a lot more tools to put into your tool belt. So like we're doing a subject to deal this week Uh, We've done a couple lease option deals recently. Now we don't specialize in these deals. We're wholesalers. Um, We all own investment properties as rentals and we do a rehab from time to time. But we don't consider ourselves to be pros at lease options, subject to- um, Or rehabs. Or rehabs. Yeah. Yeah, Rehabs are tough, guys. Those are really tough. Um, But we know a good good amount about rental properties and we know a, a, a ton about wholesaling. That's really what we stick to. But we like to add more tools to our book. Oh, bar, absolutely. You know, so I'm looking forward to doing more and more of these subject two deals. They're, they're very profitable and uh, lease options as
1: well, too. So, yeah, so I awesome. think that's kind of our take on what it takes to be a good wholesaler. Um, again, right. recap is just somebody who's ethical, right. somebody who's motivated, is going to work hard, uh, an action taker and uh again willing to learn right and that's that's what it takes and uh, if you're interested in learning that those are kind of things we're looking for when we interview people to come and work with us right on becoming wholesalers yeah doing joint ventures with us or um
0: well well, being a being a a, a member of our coaching program yeah being a member
1: of our coaching program or somebody who's you know in st louis and Mm -hmm. is going to come up and and ask us questions a lot i mean again we're not gonna we don't really want to take them under our wing if they're not going to listen to what we right them, my buddy joe says action. it to his students all
0: the time he says he says if you're not willing to take massive action then you know i don't consider you to be coachable and i don't want you in my program mm-hmm. so and that makes a great point so this isn't our ending quote but you guys have heard me say it again consistent persistent action
1: speaking of our ending quote let's go ahead and fire that one you want to fire it off let's mike it, you want to do it go ahead no go for it, man you're is with all me yeah. all
0: right guys success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue
1: that counts. Keep on keeping on. Keep right? on keeping on, guys. All right. Thanks for, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.